Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Colin Morikawa wins the Open Championship, his second major, and he's not even 25. The last player to do that, Tiger. Bucks beat the Suns up three games to two. Game six will be on Tuesday night. The U.S. men beat Spain in basketball last night, and everybody ready to go to Tokyo. There's a good chance that earlier in the playoffs, the Bucks wouldn't have won game five of the NBA Finals. They weren't playing well in close games, and you got the feeling they needed to be up by double digits because if the game was close, they would lose. And in large part, that was because the Greek freak can't shoot free throws. Now, he's gotten better. It's still a problem. But in Game 5, Drew Holiday saved the day, and now Milwaukee leads three games to two. We've seen it before. You get teams that get more confident the longer a series goes on, the deeper you get into the postseason. And Milwaukee, they were usually a team that was not going to get this far, never got this far before. But uh, those mistakes that plagued them in postseason past seem to disappear. That's a big win they had in Phoenix. And now you come home. You haven't lost at home. It's been a couple of months since you uh, last lost there. You can close it out. You're one game away from winning an NBA championship. There are a lot of things that surround a championship run. And you have to have contributions. It can't be just one guy. Because I go back, Jerry West, when he was named the most valuable player, when the Lakers lost to the Celtics, Jerry was unbelievable. He was averaging 40 points a game. He did everything he could possibly do, but it wasn't enough because you're facing a Celtic team that had contributions, had a good bench. Um, yes, they did have Hall of Famers. Milwaukee having a bench that will contribute will be a large reason why, if they do win this, uh, because Phoenix hasn't been able to rely on its bench that much. And if you say Devin Booker is going to give you back-to-back 40-point games and you lose, then you have to start looking at everybody else. I mean, Chris Paul had a nice game. Bad foul at the end on the Greek freak, but he had a. If you said he's going to have that game in game six, you'd probably sign up for it. Only had one turnover. Uh, can you get 40 out of Booker again? Where's Aiton? Where's the rest of the bench? Jay Crowder always starts out really strong and then disappears. 
Bridges, who's coming off the bench to help you? That's really, really important. You got Drew Holiday, who played a great game. You go 27-13. and 13, Had the big defensive steal against Devin Booker at the end. Chris Middleton has been wonderful. But you've also got contributions from role players there. And that's so important. If you go down through history and watch, you know, some of these performances with great teams, they always had somebody who came in and like Gerald Henderson with, with the Celtics. Not a name, but he had he would contribute. Um, Mario Ellie, remember him? Sharpshooter. You just have guys who in that moment you know, Andre Iguodala wasn't anywhere near one of the great players on Golden State, but he was so good at what he was asked to do, and he won the MVP. You need to have contributions. I don't care what sport it is, team sport, there's always somebody doing something. We talked about Malcolm Butler last week on maybe the greatest defensive play in sports history. Nobody knew Malcolm Butler, but you won't forget Malcolm Butler because of the play against Seattle. If you would have said, hey, you know, the game is going to come down to a play made by Malcolm Butler, you might go, who's he play for? He plays for the Patriots. You have to have those moments. You have to have those players. Uh, You know, David Tyree. Nobody knew David Tyree. That's That's the last catch he ever had in the NFL. And then you have Plexico Burris scoring the touchdown. If I would have said, hey, Plexico Burris is going to score the game-winning touchdown, you're going to go, oh, okay, so the Giants are going to upset the Patriots. Yeah, but the biggest play will be turned in by David Tyree. You need these individuals who have that moment. Uh, Mark Lemke was the second baseman for the Braves, and I think he batted 454 in the World Series. You're just going, wait, who is this? But that's what you had. You had these moments where somebody goes, hey, nobody's expecting me to do anything. I can step up. You know, Pat Connaughton with Milwaukee. Just you give him give us 10 or 14 points. You know, that that's what you need. And it'll come down to that coming up on Tuesday night in game six. You know, can Milwaukee do the same? What does Phoenix do differently? And can somebody, you know, contribute the game of their life? And that's probably what it's going to take. Yeah, Paul. And it kind of feels like Drew Holiday's in that Hall of Good. Remember, we always talked about the Hall of Good. He's been a very good player for a long time. He's you know, Philly, New Orleans, Milwaukee. He's made one all-star team. He had a couple 20-point seasons, you know, average 20 points. But he's never been a household name. Even his name, you, how, do, how do you spell it? How do you say it? His nickname, by the way, is The Druth. I never knew that. The Druth. <laughs> that's a great nickname. I had no idea. Great nickname. Probably the Druth? But he has 27-13 and a steal that will, if they win it, if they win it, as you said, those, if they win it, that steal will be remembered forever in Milwaukee. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. No, you can't. No, you can't. (laughs) All right. uh, Who's handling the poll question duty since McLovin's not here? Yeah, Paul. I think we're all chipping in. Ooh. Because it takes three of us to do the poor job that McLovin (laughs) usually does. A village. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Who wants to lead off? All right. This is a weird one. Who are you rooting for? If you were rooting for one of these two teams at this point, Bucks or Suns? Um, well, I'm rooting for the Bucks because I said the Bucks would play the Lakers. So you're rooting for final. you? Yes, yes. Nice. That's I'm always rooting for me. It's like Colin Morikawa at the Open Championships. A wonderful story. I thought he was a great guest and far more mature than his his age. But I had picked Jordan Spieth to win the Open Championship. And I didn't want to root against Colin Morikawa. So, you know, it's one of those where you make a prediction. And, uh, you know, I was hoping Jordan Spieth would be able to win. But Colin Morikawa was a wonderful story. So I, uh, I am rooting for the Bucks just for my own self-interest. What else do you have? All right, here's one. Um, I'd, all right, a future stock. If you could buy stock in one of these athletes. Uh, no one's ever done this on radio before, by the way. Buy okay. stock in athlete. I like it. Just invented it. Enjoy. Okay. okay. Future stock. All right. Colin Morikawa, 24 mm. years old. Trevor Lawrence, who I think is 22 or 23. Right. Shohei Otani. And Shohei, you may be buying, you know, not. it's not low anymore. It's not a low stock. That's a high stock. Yeah. Is that Apple? It's still going way up. Uh, I, I would say Shohei Otani because there's nothing like him. Colin Morikawa is a really good player. He's got two majors. He's young. 
Uh, he looks good. He sounds good. But you can kind of disappear in the in the golf world if you don't do anything spectacular. That that's why you know we get caught up in you know hey look at Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau these guys they can play football. Meanwhile, you got Colin Morikawa five nine one sixty five nine one sixty. Thank you, thank you. Yes, Eden. If uh, if Shohei Otani is like the Apple stock, yeah, then Colin Morikawa is more like GE. Or something like you buy it and then hold on to it for the next 40 years and it's going to be worth a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Todd. You're spending a lot on Otani stock. And if he continues to be on both sides of the ball, you are risking a serious injury. I know you can get hurt in football and golf. You can throw it your back or whatever, but that's a big risk if they expect him to continue for the years to come pitch and hit. Yeah, but I, I still get he, he homered, by the way, yesterday. It's just the upside is huge. There, there's nothing like him. Trevor Lawrence can be a good quarterback. Is he going to be Mahomes? Is he going to be like the, one of the elites? I don't know. But I know Otani is doing something at a level that we've never seen before. And we want to compare him to Babe Ruth. He's different than Babe Ruth. In fact, in a lot of ways, he's better than Babe Ruth because he's doing both at the same time. And Babe was a wonderful pitcher, then stopped pitching, and then became the best hitter the game has ever seen. Otani is one of the best hitters and he's also one of the best pitchers and i i i that's he's the unicorn yeah Paul. and the other thing that i think if you're not a big huge baseball fan you don't know he's also got speed cuz he looks like yeah. a big dude you know like a not he as is. big as uh cal ripken but in that ilk he had a grounder to first where it kind of jumped up on the first baseman and the first baseman was back and the ba- first baseman's just going to run and plant his foot o- otani outran ran him to first base and the first baseman was absolutely shocked it was great he has 12 stolen bases, which may not seem like a lot, but he's a power hitter. Although he does lead off, but, you know, 12 stolen bases, I'm surprised that they let him run as much as they do. But as Joe Madden, his manager, said last week, look, you know, I'm not out there to protect him. Like, you go, I want him to play. He's young, let him play. And that's what they're letting him do. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's bring in Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. See, you don't have to deal with any of this stuff, Mike, do you? I like it, though. I like listening to it. I like it. I like Green Day. I can only imagine the things that are available to maybe sample at the Green Day exhibit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, Is it legal in, <laughs> in Ohio? I don't know. It, it it was a nice exhibit. I, I, I took pictures just to let people know that I did go to try to learn a little bit more about uh, Green Day. That's all. That, that's what we do in this business, Mike. Like, you got to get out. You got to go meet people, go to camp, talk to coaches, GMs. I mean, this is what we, we have to do. It is. It is. I'm just getting that memo 20 <laughs> years later. I stay in my cave as much as I can. I think people prefer it that way. All right. You got the Cowboys and the Steelers. They get to start practice on Wednesday. More interesting team to you between those two. Well, I'd say the Cowboys because they always are. It's close, though. This year with the Steelers, I don't know what their mindset is. I don't know why they brought Ben Roethlisberger back. I don't know why he came back. It doesn't feel like they're going to be as successful as last year. That AFC is so top-heavy with Super Bowl contenders. It's going to be a tough year for the best teams in the AFC. For the Cowboys, their path to the division championship is wide open. They could win it easily. They're favored to win it, although I don't think they should be. I think it should be Washington, but with the Dak Prescott injury, which by all appearances is healed. Ezekiel Elliott, can he get back to being the guy he was a couple of years ago? Can they do anything defensively? And it's the Cowboys, and they're on hard knocks. I mean, so the Cowboys are always going to be a team. Even when it feels like that that star is a little tarnished, they still are a team that everyone wants to pay attention to. Why did the Steelers bring Ben back? I think what happened, and Sims and I talked about this on PFT Live, I think they had enough time after their loss to the Browns in the playoffs and to process the way things fell apart after the Steelers started 11 and 0 to convince themselves that we don't have to rebuild. We just have to reload. If we fix this and this and this and this, you get into kind of an echo chamber with your front office and your coaching staff and they convince themselves they can make a run at the Super Bowl and win it. And we're going to do it. We're going to bring him back and we're going to have that one more year. And I think part of it too was they didn't know what else they were going to do if they didn't bring back Ben Roethlisberger, they didn't draft high enough to get a, a, a first round talent that could be the next franchise quarterback like they did in 2004 when they had the 11th pick. So I think that part of it was hubris and part of it is we don't know what plan B would be. So let's stick with with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, and I know they brought in Haskins, uh, I guess, just to see if there is potential there. But I, I, Mason Rudolph is not threatening anybody. I don't know if they didn't see a quarterback in the draft that they could get yep. or was worth going to get. I don't know if it was something as simplistic as that. And then you just thought, all right, well, we can fall back on Ben. And Ben did have pretty good numbers those first, what, 11 games or so. But um, And their receivers, were. I think they, had, they dropped more balls than any other receivers. So now you've added a, a running back. Um, I don't know what their style is going to be, but it'll be tough sledding in that division. One thing Jerome Bettis told Ed Bouchette of the Athletic last year was the running game is something that that begins in training camp. You have to have a commitment up front. It's a different style of blocking, and you have to have a mindset that you are going to you are going to mash people who are across from you and open up those holes. And they have huge turnover on the offensive line. That's the big unknown with the Steelers this year. All the turnover on the offensive line. Will the new players be as good or better than the guys they're replacing? And and uh, and we'll see. And Dan, I don't know if you saw this or talked about it, but there was an item recently on a tell that Ben Roethlisberger has when he's in shotgun formation, where when it's a pass, he's got his left heel off the ground. When it's a run, he's flat-footed. Defenses see that. They they know about that. 
And if you know before the snap, whether it's a run or a pass, that's 85% of the battle. If they can iron that out, when you consider how good their offense was, even with that tell, if they can get rid of that, they could be a lot better potentially on offense. If you just take off the table, hey, defense, we're running or we're passing, that that could make a huge difference. Wait, how does the tell get told? Somebody studied the film and 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 noticed it. Somebody oh, in the media oh, okay. studied the film and saw that the, the heel's off the ground when he passes and he's flat-footed when he runs. And I don't know how long that's been the case, but it's a pretty basic yes, no, pass, run thing. And if defensive players are seeing it before the snap, that 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 would explain why they ran the ball so poorly last year. If every time they ran the ball, somebody up front could see that Ben was standing flat-footed and that many was going to hand it off out of shotgun. I remember Rodney Harrison telling me that he would watch Tony Gonzalez line up. And he said if he lined up, and it, maybe it was a foot, a foot out he knew he, it was a pass play. And if he lined up a little closer to the tackle, it was going to be a run. Like, just something so small. But that's all you're looking for. Like, what is your tell? We're talking to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live, co-host with Chris Sims, Monday through Friday. You can watch that on Peacock. I'm fascinated with uh, the Rams and Chargers because I don't want to set my expectations up too high for the Chargers, as I always do. And the Rams, I find really fascinating here. Uh, which one are you more interested in seeing this season? Well, I'm more interested in the Chargers. I think the Chargers have hmm. a great deal of talent. They, they hit a home run in hiring Brandon Staley to be the head coach. I think he's going to be a great coach. The challenge for the Chargers is to avoid injuries. And <laughs> you mentioned Rodney Harrison. I've been sitting next to him for the last decade, and he's got this uncanny ability watching nine games at once – to spot the potentially serious knee injury and he'll slap me and he'll say, watch this replay. And you know, 95 out of hundred times, the guy just jumps up and he's good to go. Teams out there know how to properly get their guys flexible and the tra everything about the training side of it to get guys to a point where they can go out and play and not suffer serious injury. I think some teams are better than others. And one of the problems with the Chargers, when you just look at the, the recent history of injury, 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 I hope they've taken a broader look at their processes and, and try to figure out what they can do to limit the injuries. Cause that's what knocks them off every single year. They get key guys injured and it falls apart for the Rams. Hey, they got to the final eight with Jared Goff at quarterback. And now they have Matthew Stafford and whether they can get back there. I mean, this is going to be the great litmus test for the struggles of Matthew Stafford's career. Was it him? Was it the lions? We're going to find out this year. Uh, the obligatory Aaron Rodgers update, Mike. <laughs> well, I look, I think he's going to be there and I think he's not going to say anything because next Monday, Mark Murphy, the CEO of the Packers gets to meet with fans slash shareholders at the annual meeting. And they haven't had a chance to voice their displeasure with the past several months and they're going to do it. And Murphy's going to bear the brunt of it. And I think Rogers is keeping his mouth shut right now in part because he doesn't want to make it any easier next Monday when Mark Murphy has to address the shareholders who understandably are upset because they're caught in the middle of this. That's the one thing I don't like about it. The players are caught in the middle of it. The fans are caught in the middle of it. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. And frankly, I think when he does show up, that could be when the Packers starting with Murphy, begin to soften on this idea of potentially trading him. Because I think if we injected sodium pentothal into the veins of Mark Murphy, he would admit that he'd rather Aaron Rodgers not show up. But what is the goal here of Aaron Rodgers? Well, he wants to play somewhere else. I mean, he wants to stick it to the Packers. He's upset with the fact that he spent years believing he was untouchable. And in one moment, without a heads up, without the courtesy of a phone call or a text message or anything, he found out he's not untouchable because they traded up to draft a quarterback who ostensibly will replace him. And at one point, I think it was when he was talking to Kenny Mayne, he made the comment that his season last year threw a wrench into the plan. He believes that they wanted to go from Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers after one season of Jordan Love on the bench. And, and I think he's He's trying to force that now. And, and I really do think his best chance of getting traded this year is to show up and, and hope 
that the people at the top of the organization say, Let, let's just, just get rid of this distraction because it's going to be a mess of a season, a nonstop question. Is it his last year? Let's just be done with it now and move forward. Wait, so before the season, you think he'll be traded as opposed to after the season? Well, I know I think his best chance of getting traded before the season is to show up. I think holding out is not the way to get traded. I think he's got a better chance of getting traded if he shows up. Mm. And it's this constant circus of, is this his last year? Have they promised to trade him? He's asked about it all the time. He makes his little snide, passive-aggressive comments, so they have to scour everything he says to see who he's taking a shot at. I, I, I have a feeling they've gotten to the point where they've had enough of that and they're just ready to move forward. And, and showing up, I think, is the ticket to them deciding to move on. But, Mike, if if the Packers knew this, then why not do it at draft on, on at the draft, you have a lot of teams that come into play, more options here. I, I, I don't understand. You're going to limit the market for Aaron Rodgers. Well, look, I agree with you completely. And I think they do get more for him if they wait until after the season. You're going to have eight, nine, ten teams that are deciding to move on from their current quarterbacks. And, and, and that makes sense. But I'm just talking about the day in and day out reality of Aaron Rodgers back and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers taking verbal shots at Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, whoever. He can't help himself. At some point, he's going to break. You can see it. The wheels spin in his head. He tries to resist. At some point, he's going to say something. And as, as Sims and I have said on PFT Live, if you're Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekunst, don't go anywhere near the practice field without a helmet on and two cups <laughs> because you're going to get the, the walking boss treatment. Was the walking boss the one that – that Burt Reynolds threw the football and Adam Sandler did the same thing right into the, you yeah. know, yeah. right into the sensitive area. Yes. If you're good at Cooster Murphy, steer clear of Aaron Rodgers with a football this year. Why doesn't Rodgers just say, trade me? I, I, I think he enjoys oh whether it's. God. Yeah, but if he doesn't get traded, though, Mike, I mean, like if his end game is to get traded, then why didn't you jump on this two months ago? Dan, Dan I, I've been saying that since the moment he activated this story the first day of the draft and he's got to be looking at the rams and going i should be the yes. starting quarterback for yes. the rams yes right and or the 49ers yeah or the 49ers the team that he wanted to go to as the first pick in the 2005 draft yeah. he wanted to go to the 49ers and, and that's really what started this it was my my friend paul allen of kfan reporting that the 49ers made a run at aaron Rodgers. that all hit the day of the draft and, and dan look I think that it was all calculated and strategic, and this was his payback because the Packers turned his life upside down, draft day 2020, draft day 2021, he's going to turn their life upside down. I think it was all oh planned, and it worked to perfection because it, look, look at what we've been talking about for the last three and a half months. Deshaun Watson, any chance he shows up next week? Can he show up next week? Well, he can because no one has said from the league whether or not he's going to be on paid leave, and I've been saying for weeks now that the league has had a chance to conduct its preliminary investigation into these 22 civil lawsuits and decide yes or no, up or down, Deshaun Watson gets put on the commissioner exempt list in 2021. And I think the right thing to do and the fair thing to do is for the league to tell the Texans, Watson, and anyone else out there who may want to trade for him what his status is and not play this guessing game and you'll find out when we put him on the commissioner exemplist. That's what the league typically does. They won't tell you in advance. Because if he's not going to be put on the commissioner exemplist, I think the chances of him traded, even with the pending lawsuits, increases dramatically. Whether it's the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Broncos, I think one of those three teams make a run at him if the league says we're not putting him on the commissioner exemplist. Is the NFL investigating the Buccaneers for the Tom Brady injury or hiding the injury, never putting him on the injured list? I think I played the full season with a torn MCL that required surgery promptly after the Super Bowl, and he never showed up on the injury report once with a knee problem. And if I asked the league, as evidence has come out after the fact about the severity of the knee injury, do you have a comment on this? Did, did they violate the injury report? And the league has consistently said no comment. And, and Dan, I think, <laughs> based on dealing with the league for the last 20 years, if there was no violation, they would say so. No comment to me implies that – the Buccaneers did something here they shouldn't have done. They knew about the knee. Even if Tom Brady had his own separate setup where he got all of his treatment from Alex Guerrero and company and the trainers for the Buccaneers never knew about the knee, 
there's no way the coaching staff didn't know that, you know, he's trying to protect his left knee. Don't expect me to roll out. Don't expect me to do this. I, I'm, I, I'm doing three-step, five-step drop, and I'm getting rid of the football as quickly as possible because my knee's got one hit. And I take that one hit, and there goes the ACL again, and we're done. And that's why they hit it. That's the problem with transparency for gambling purposes and the strategy of keeping your, your injured guys healthy. You don't want to paint a target on the injured body part. That's why the Buccaneers never disclosed it. Okay, but what information – the gamblers, you know, with total transparency, they want to know this stuff. Now, are they – is the league obligated to give gamblers this much information? Microphone. Here's the problem, Dan, as I try to do some my, – my, my microphone has a torn MCL, apparently. <laughs> um, if there is not full transparency – then that means there is inside information to be had, which creates an incentive for the gamblers to try to find it, which means certain people who have the inside information are going to be worked on to share the inside information. And this is the kind of thing that can spiral out of control for the NFL. I've had it uh, compared to inside information with with publicly traded companies, non-material public or non-material private information that becomes known to certain people who go buy and sell stocks with that information. You don't want there to be inside information. That creates a potential for corruption. That creates a a, a potential for all sorts of infiltration by gambling interests. And the league needs to be concerned about it because the wrong scandal at the wrong time means Congress gets involved, maybe creates an agency to oversee all professional sports because gambling is legalized, sea to shining sea. And at some point, there's gonna be an ambitious prosecutor that has jurisdiction over one of these teams that maybe has people there who have done things they shouldn't have done. Next thing you know, a grand jury is convened. Next thing you know, people get indicted. I think the league needs to work hard to avoid that kind of outcome. That's why this Brady thing is important. Whoever knows the truth about injuries has uh, the power to misuse that information and create problems for the league. Thank you, Mike, as always. Have a great week. All right, Dan. See you, pal. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, Reg. How are you? Now, weren't we just a week ago, seven days ago, when it was 2 nothing Phoenix Suns, everyone in Milwaukee thought it was over. Everyone was about ready to get rid of Coach Budenholzer, Giannis was going to be a forever choke artist. And now, now they are on the verge of winning an NBA championship. They're first in, what, 50-plus years. What a week, Mitch, right? And didn't you and I talk about, well, Phoenix did what they had to do. They secured their home court advantage. Went back to Milwaukee. That's what Milwaukee did. But Milwaukee went on the road. Got game five and is in total control of this series. You expect Milwaukee to win Tuesday night? I I do, unless, and there's one caveat, because we have not really seen that this series. Chris Paul hasn't had a signature game yet. And I think we're all waiting on that. Booker has been great. But the other half of that equation is Chris Paul. He had sig- signature moments versus the Lakers, versus Denver, games I'm talking about, and versus the Clippers. There was always one game he had where he was phenomenal. Game six, it, it has to be that for him. If not, then this series is over. I mentioned last week that by Thursday, we're either going to be talking about Giannis and getting two MVPs in a title at this age, which is really, really rare in the history of the sport. Or we'll probably be talking about Chris Paul finally elevating himself into a different category as a point guard. I I know Devin Booker will be the MVP if Phoenix wins, and Giannis will be the MVP if the Milwaukee Bucks win. But do you think those are still... Are we going to be... Is that fair to Chris Paul? If Let's say the Phoenix Suns lose this. Are we going to look at Chris Paul as opposed to the rest of the team, Monty Williams? Um, should it all be on Chris Paul that, hey, didn't get it done again. You led two games to none with home court advantage. At 36, no. I, I think uh, Chris Paul will probably get a pass because of his age and because of the hard knocks it has taken Chris Paul to even get to the NBA Finals. and. I'm not saying this will be his last look at it, but he will get a long pass. Um, Because of the signature games along the way, I think people will remember those more uh, as opposed to he just hasn't played great here in the finals. And there's still time for him. Again, I I think he needs to put a stamp and have a signature 30-plus, 12 assists, but in – impactful points like he had versus the Clippers in that closeout game, like he had against Denver in that closeout game. Those closeout games, he was phenomenal. And we just haven't seen that. And I give all the credit to Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, Pat Connington, 
those three guys have been the principal defenders on CP3, and they've done a great job of really just locking him down. Yeah, my point that I've been making is that I know we want to focus on the stars, but it's the role players. You can go down through history. You can have great players. There's a role player who does something whether it's baseball, football, like Malcolm Butler with the Patriots. Nobody had heard of him. Uh, You know, you get a role player like John Paxson or Steve Kerr who hits a big shot. You can have star power. It's what kind of contributions am I getting? It feels like Milwaukee has depth that they can rely on, and Monty Williams isn't sure what he has with Phoenix. And I mentioned Pat Connaughton, but people are not talking enough of of Bobby Portis, Mm -hmm. Jr., he has been fantastic throughout these playoffs. Barely sniffed the floor in that Brooklyn series at all. And then comes back in Atlanta and has a huge, huge impact because of the injury to Giannis and has been fantastic in the finals here. And you're right. I think Coach Bud and the Bucks, they have more luxury because of their bench. And I think the injury to, to Sharich has, has hurt Phoenix. Torrey Craig has not been the same since he went down with the leg injury. I know he's played since then, but he hasn't been the same. Um, but look, I, I'm not going to count Phoenix out because they've been fantastic on the road all postseason. I think coming into the NBA Finals, they were 6-2 and two on the road. So they're certainly capable of, of winning on the road. But uh, – Everything has to fall into place. They got up to a great start in game five. I mean, they shot the lights out. Can they do that for 48 minutes on the road, Daniel? That, that remains to be seen. Uh, LeBron was at the game, and he brought in his own tequila. <laughs> I didn't know you are allowed to do that. He had a bottle of tequila underneath his seat. If you're the king... Don't you normally travel with your own tequila? I, I don't know. I would have others who traveled with my tequila for me, but. Well, I'm sure they were sitting in the cheap seats. They brought the tequila to the king. Yeah. Store this under your chair, your highness. But he was there with his. And sip at your leisure. And his, his agent is reportedly dating Adele. Rich Paul is reportedly dating Adele. And you, my comment on that would be, good for you, Rich Paul. No story here. No story here. No confirmation on that story? Do you... I have no idea who Rich Paul is dating. Okay. All right. Just yeah. these are things that are important, and, and you're aware no, of that. No, these things are not important. Are you kidding? LeBron bringing his own tequila and Adele sitting next to LeBron and Rich Paul? No. LeBron bringing his own tequila, that's a cute story. Rich Paul potentially dating Adele, that's a non-story. Who cares? I do. I Are you it. entertainment tonight? I Come love on, Adele. I love Adele. Oh. I want her to be happy. That's all. Well, I'm sure Rich Paul is making her very happy if that <laughs> is the case. <laughs> what is Damian Lillard saying without saying it? Yeah, uh, Portland Trailblazers. You're on game time. You're on the clock. <laughs> I, I want to see some moving and some changing. Okay, what well, changes? You brought in a new coach. You got an injury-plagued roster here. I love Chauncey Billups. I had a lot of headbutting with him and his Detroit Pistons. I think he's going to be a fabulous coach, but he's also unproven. So I think that's probably the question that Dame and his camp are having right now. What could be our level of success with, with Chauncey coming in? And what kind of moves can we potentially make to make us a championship team? So I don't think all these trade rumors, I really believe they're not coming from Dane. But obviously his agent, his boys, they're, they're being filtrated out. They're not necessarily coming from him himself but he's having these conversations with these people. Okay, what could Portland possibly do to make him happy? Get Kawhi, maybe? <laughs> I mean, Kawhi's not going to play that. I mean, what top free agent is out there that would make him happy? I, I don't know. Look, Dame is a loyal guy. He's always talked about not wanting to team up and make super teams and fight the good fight, but I also heard KD say that too. So 
I don't know. I don't think they can get much better. That's I just don't. And and if you're Lillard and so you see him forcing his way out or them respecting his body of work and saying, you know what, you've done so much for us. We'll probably get less for you, but it's the right thing to do. I just can't see them giving up on a potential top ten player and saying, Okay, you've done right by us for eight years. Time for you to go. Well, it's one thing to have him, but then are you using him correctly? It hey, I got uh I got Dame. What else you got? Mm, not too much. You know, we're not threatening. And then what are you building around? Or, or but Theodore, it, in his defense, and he had no control of this, a lot, there's a lot of injuries that surrounded the Trailblazers that he had zero control of. Nurkic, Collins. Oh, I don't blame him for any of it. I, I love watching him play. I'm just saying if I'm Damian Lillard, I look around and I realize we're not – we're not an elite team and we're not going to be an elite team. I think what would be, if I'm Damian Lillard, I look around and I look at the Phoenix Suns and say, they got to the NBA finals. No knock on Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Monty Williams. Great. But look at, you're talking about the role players. I mean, Cameron Payne, Torrey Craig, Sharp, they, DeAndre Ayton, they got to the NBA finals. You tell me we couldn't have done that. That probably would be more frustrating than if I'm Lillard. But if you could, let's say you could get, let's say Ben Simmons is available and you have to, you could get somebody who's... Ben Simmons doesn't tip the scale for me to get me over the edge to beat the Lakers, uh, Utah, Phoenix, Denver. Denver. Yeah. I I don't think Ben Simmons is is that kind of guy that's going to make Lillard say, okay, I'm ready to go. I mean... Unless he no, gets a jump shot between now and October 15th, I don't know. But but what if Dame is traded and you get Ben Simmons in something? Like you have to at, at some point go, let's get younger. Because Dame is 30. Um, and well, I'll tell you what, you trade him for Ben Simmons. No, not just Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons, uh, Thibel, because you, you're, you're going to have to give up yeah. Simmons, Matisse, Thibel, and maybe another big to get – Damian Lillard, but you, you put Lillard with Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I like that. But, but you know, Daryl, I like that. I'm not it was in Philly. Daryl Morey loves to swing for the fences. The GM of the Sixers. I, I got to believe somebody's going to swing for the fences. You know, would the Knicks do? You have to. Would the Knicks? You have to try to pull something. Off? Wouldn't you? How would Damian Lillard, you know, be in the Garden with that young team? It depends on, on that young team who you giving up. Are you giving up R.J. Barrett? Probably. Because I assume he'd probably have to be in that. Do you, yeah. Are you keeping uh, Julius Randle? It, it depends on the pieces. I, I think what New York and the Knicks did this year was great. They made it more appealing for free agents to potentially think, all right, New York is not as bad a place as they've been over the last 10-plus years. I could give them a shot. But there's other teams like – the, the Philadelphia, if you're Moray in Philly, because here's the thing, the Brooklyn Nets are only going to get better and hopefully, knock on wood, stay healthier with uh, Kyrie and James Harden and obviously KD. So right now, they're, I put them as the best team in the, in the East. But if you add Lillard to Philadelphia with Joel, I mean, that's a different story. That's a different story now. Talking to Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, uh, you won a gold medal. I think you had uh, 20 points in that gold medal game? In 96? Yeah. Something, something like that. I mean, 22, 20. I mean, I'm not – 26. I don't know. I can't remember. Who was, I was getting buckets versus Yugoslavia, yes. You had Grant Hill. You had Hardaway. Did, we had Jack. We had uh, Hakeem. We had Mitch Richmond. We how, had how did you Paul. get Hakeem? He was an American citizen by then. Oh, man, that's a great acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> we had David, hey, our centers, Shaq, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon. Wow. In 96. In Atlanta. Was Carl Malone on that team? Carl Malone, Charles, Scotty, Mitch Richmond, Grant. Hardaway. And Hardaway. And Gary Payton. Dang. We had a squad. 
We had a squad. Okay, how would that team do against the Dream Team? That would have been a good matchup. Uh, I, we win by three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would love to have seen it. Because, but you can't do it because some players on 92 were on 96. So yeah. who you, you know. Well, Bar- Barkley's got to be on the Dream Team. You, you lose him. And Carl's on the Dream Team, and Stockton and Pippen are on the 92. Oh, team. yeah. So yeah. we, okay, we lose by 15. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you play on a team like that, how do you decide, like, who is the go-to guy? Charles was, you know, great on the Dream Team. He was, I think, the leading scorer on the Dream Team. But how do you decide without acknowledging, hey, this is the go-to guy, or this is the guy we're going to... Uh, have we took it game picture. by game. Okay. Uh, there were some games, a lot of teams played zone against us because they were afraid of Shaq and Robinson and Akeem, so they packed it in and played zone. Those were my nights. That Me and Mitch, we were like salivating. Oh, you guys are going to play the zone against us? And we're pure shooters? That's great. And there's other times when teams played man-to-man and, you know, we just gave it to Carl and Shaq and, and the big fella and – Charles and they just went crazy down low. So we we went game by game, and there was really there were, there weren't any egos. We were just out there to have fun and win a gold medal, and we achieved that. Did you did you have any beefs with those guys, and then they become your teammates? Zero, zero. But going I mean, into it before being on the dream, or the Olympic team, um, there had to be some guys who hated you. Well, they may have hated me, but I didn't hate them. I, I don't know. I, I got a chance to, to know uh, John Stockton, you know, because, you know, you hear a lot of things, you know, you've only played Utah twice, and he was, you know, somewhat of a, I wouldn't say dirty player, but. He's known but as. I got a chance to He's... know him, and I loved, I loved what it was all about. You know, it was all about winning. And I, to get a chance to know him and his family, same with Carl. To get a chance to know the, those kind of guys was kind of cool from my end. You lead the team in three-point attempts, I'm going to guess. I hope so. Yeah. Look it up, Polly. Polly? Sure yeah, I did. What did I average on Dream Team in 96? I had to be one of the leading scorers. Yeah, uh, you were 11.4 points per game. Barkley was 12.4. Dave Robinson was 12. So you, you threw the top scores. You were ten- the ball. You were the lowest amount of turnovers on the entire team. Because I wasn't passing to those selfish dudes. Give <laughs> the ball myself. But does Shaq say, "Give me the ball" at any point? Yes, Shaq got upset with me one time during the Olympics. It wasn't a beef, but like I kept feeding David Robinson and Akeem, right? And then Shaq comes in. He's like, "What?" Okay, you're going to feed them, you're not going to feed me. <laughs> What's going on? So this is why, to this day, I tell them, this is why you took it out on us in the finals, right? And, and you know, between the paces, this is why? He's like, no, Reg, you know, I just wanted to show Rick Smith. I was like, no, you're, you're getting me back from 96, right? For not feeding you the ball down low? He's like, you know I'm the best center out here. And, and Lenny's he's going with David Robinson and Akeem Elijah one. I'm the best center out here. Give me the ball. Feed me the ball. <laughs> Did, was it how different was it to play in the finals like the the pressure to play in an nba finals as opposed to an eastern conference finals or first round of a playoff game like you know guys, every, guys every tense up game, every possession you hear this all the time it takes a life of its own i had a horrendous horrible game one and to me to this day just it it bugs and irks me that my game one performance to me affected our team the rest of the series, I thought. I shot one for 13, um, had like 12, 13 points, but that set the tone because I, I have always been the guy. If, we would have, if I would have played well and we have lost, that still would have gave the rest of the guys hope. It's all a mental. It's all mental. But why did you play? I, I played poorly? great the rest of the series. I played great the rest of the series. But to me, that game one just haunts me. It, it just, I, I should have, I should have been better in that game one, just to put something 
on Kobe's and Shaq's mind, and, and I didn't. And that, it, it just bugs me. Why did you play poorly? I, I, I didn't shoot the ball well. You know what? Maybe I exhaled a little bit because we had just beaten the Knicks. We got past our arch nemesis, nemesis and I, I exhaled. And that's when I should have took three or four more deeper breaths and been like, okay, now we're in the finals. And I exhaled for a moment, and it cost me in game one. Again, I played fine the rest of the series, but to me, you know, there's certain moments in certain games I always remember more. That game one, I just wish I could have back. Yeah, it's 21 years ago. Shaq uh, put up 43 and 19, I think. We, and how many free, uh, Polly? How many free throws did he shoot that game? Uh, one of the games he shot thirty-nine free throws. How many free throws? Because we, he must have shot at least twenty-five that game. In game one, Shaq was uh, one for six from the free throw line. That's it. Yep. What was the game when he shot like thirty-nine free throws? Checking. He shot thirty-nine free throws in the finals. A game in the finals. 30-something. Wow. Yeah, Paul. Game two, Shaq uh, had 40 points, 24 rebounds. He was 18 of 39 from the free throw line, 46%. (laughs) 18 of 39. (laughs) 39 free throws. He went through Rick, Sam Perkins, (laughs) Dale Davis. We threw uh, Austin Crow. We threw everything at him. We're like, we're just going to put him on the line. We had zero. And we were treating him like Giannis. 39 free throws. 39 free throws. Yeah, Paul. And we still and we still lost. Reggie, in that entire NBA finals, you missed one free throw. You were 45 of 46. See? It it bugs me. It bugs me. <laughs> one free throw. Are you kidding me? That's unacceptable. It is. Dan, you know, you're yes, a shooter. It is. That's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. That's what, what, what did Shaq shoot from the line in the NBA Finals? For the series, he was 36 of 93. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. And we're talking about Giannis. He missed more that week than Reggie missed in his life. You didn't miss that many free throws in your career, Reg. Oh, my God. Dominant. He was – we had no answer for Shaq. It was young Kobe. So, I could still – I could get to Kobe a little bit. He put on – when Shaq fouled out of game four and Kobe took over, see, you're making me rehash and have therapy and have therapy on air. That's another moment. Sorry. Like, I just wish we could have back that when Shaq fouled out, we, I, God, and we went to overtime. That was our chance to tie the series up. 2-2, two, two, and game five, that's when it went 2-3-2. Two, two. Yeah. Game five is in our building. If we win that, which we did, we go up 3-2 coming home. And then we got to win one of two. It's great to talk to you today, Ren. I hate, I hate you, Theodore. I hate you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day, Reg. Oh, yeah. It's going to be chipper now. Yeah. On my bike ride, all I'm going to be thinking about is this baseball. <laughs> Alan Shaft. And going one for 13 in game one. Oh, great. He's Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, joining us. Thank you, Reg. I love you. <laughs> love you, Dan Ads. I'm going to Iceland. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 